see you in 12 hours. Uh, just make sure you lock the doors. Don't anything bad get in. What could be worse than me? He thinks you're joking. But you're smart. You've been here before. You know how to be careful. It's not so bad. Just follow the steps. Don't slip into old habits. Stick to the plan. The truth is, it doesn't matter. You've always been alone. You always will be. When you get down to it, the only real rule is survival. Call something harmless and watch it destroy you. It's Azizu back again, East Society Podcast, and this is the 31 Days of Horror. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, we're back. Um, not with a full-length feature. We're coming at you with a short film uh, that I had Azizu watch. Uh, it was only 12 minutes long, and this film is called How to Be Alone. And it was written and directed by I had it up. Um Katie or Kate Terfry, I think that's how you say her name. Uh Lucy struggles to survive in increasingly bizarre and horrifying night as her secret fears begin to manifest and attack her. This stars uh, what's her nuts from It Follows Mika Monroe? I think that's her name. I didn't realize that was her until I was like, I had just watched It Follows, and I thank you for everyone that listened to that episode. So, and uh, Steve, uh, Joe, Joe Keery, I think that's his name, he plays Jack, and Mika is Lucy, and there's another guy named Evan Miller, and he's his character is. The other gimp. That was weird. <laughs> but uh, let me see. How to Be Alone follows Lucy who struggles to survive an increasingly bizarre and horrifying night. Lucy must seek. Lucy, most secret fears begin to manifest and attack her, and she will fight to control of her mind and ultimately her life. All right. That's basically the same thing Google says. But uh, How to Be Alone. Zisu, what did you think of this one? Yeah, it was pretty interesting, especially for these uh, short films that they do. Uh, obviously, a lot of these end up on YouTube, and uh, we covered uh, some of them in the past uh, for 31 Days of Horror. Um, compared to those, though, I thought this one, uh, you know, all things considered, was pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, the first thing to note for me is... Uh, Steve obviously is a draw, but then um, isn't very heavily featured, probably did all his stuff, you know, just 
one visit to set basically the the uh intro and the uh outro really so uh, that was of note but uh, as far as like uh showing it was basically like uh, uh a visualization kind of of uh how she feels like being alone the things on her mind and it like we see it like manifested in the world um i thought it looked good i thought the the production value on it was pretty good considering that this is like a a lower budget uh, maybe even student film but uh yeah i mean overall uh, pretty impressive for what it is yeah, I liked this one. It was uh, the, I was I just searched uh, short horror films on YouTube and uh, I just kind of started scrolling. I know what uh, the Zisu likes and doesn't like. I tried to find nothing not too <laughs> bloody or gory. That <laughs> that's my department, yeah. boys and girls. For those of you that are new, <laughs> welcome. Um, and Steve, he's a he's a beloved character that we both love. Uh, from Stranger Things, oh, yeah. and and if you guys remember, I think last year I, I talked about that one movie he did. Um, I can't I can't remember what it was called. He did a film where he was this uh, he was like a Uber driver, and all hell breaks loose uh, in it. Um, but I, I really loved uh, that. Um, damn, I'm not, like that's I remember you me. telling me about that because. Uh... Former Big Brother player Frankie Grande, Ariana's brother, uh, was in it, and I was like, "Frankie Grande?" Because you you said that he was in it. I was like, "That's he played Big Brother." <laughs> uh, oh, it's a movie called Spree. It's on uh, Hulu. I think it's a Hulu original or something. Uh, it, it came out last year, so I think that's when I was talking about it, and I loved it. I thought the movie was awesome. Uh, I just love him. Period. He's uh, he's badass. I really didn't care for him that first season of Stranger Things because he just seemed to be the asshole. But second season, when he teamed up with Dustin, I, I was all on board with his character. Yeah. So um, I thought he was really cool. He's still. I know Eddie. Everybody loves Eddie uh, right now, but nah, Steve is still uh, number one in my book on that show. But yeah, for a short film. Obviously, getting two known actors that that have that are in big things, Stranger Things, it follows, and she's been in a bunch of other uh, roles. Um, I liked what was going on. This, pretty sure, it had a a way bigger budget than most um, little short horror films. Because the the one that I covered that I covered uh, a few nights ago, um, uh, Shutter. Uh, I'm not saying anything about the production. The production was amazing. I loved what they did and the visuals in it. But this one, it seems to be more of a, a bigger budget. Obviously, I don't know if they paid. Um, he's only Steve in my eyes, everyone. Steve and uh, Mika, the big bucks to be in this. Or who knows? Maybe they're friends of the director and uh, they're just doing uh, her a solid. But I, I really loved what was going on. I think the visuals in this, the cinematography was good. It all, it all takes place in uh, this gal's uh, apartment. So it's, it's not like anything that, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's awesome and I love this and that. No, it's, it's just all in, in an apartment building or in her apartment. 
as well. It happens at night. Steve, he, I think he's works in the emergency room or something. So he goes off to work and she's like, okay, well, I'll see you when you get home. He goes, all right, well, if you feel worried, call 911 or whatever. So obviously, I mean, I'll get back to it in a minute. Um, from here forward, we're going to spoil it. So if you want to stop and go watch this movie, then come back and, and listen to the rest of the review, um, go for it. I mean, you hear the, the sirens in the background. Um, so, but the, this one, I, mean, I loved it. I thought it was a really good little story, but I, I got, I had questions more, if anything, um, I, do you think that she was going through some kind of issues in her life? Um, maybe a little, but I think just to a degree, this was, I don't know, just kind of the mental state of mind. And obviously it's that idea of, uh, the, the title about, uh, being alone uh, the mind wanders and, and, and thinks, uh, I kind of relate to that in my job and that I get up early and it's funny. Um, yeah, I do, you know, around the store, most of the time I am on my own. There's other, there's at least usually one other person there, obviously, but, uh, you're on your own. So, you know, when I get thinking about something, you know, it's really actually sometimes hard to, uh, shake it. <laughs> and most of the time it's fine most of the time you know it's normal stuff it's sports whatever things i enjoy but if it's something negative sometimes that really does i like can't shake it i'm like i sometimes i catch myself i'm like i can't you know like what am i i'm getting worked up over nothing here you know just trying to go through my stuff so that's the kind of vibe i got or like what she's going through in the film it's just like sometimes you know you just can't help but uh kind of let uh, yourself get carried away with a you know train of thought <laughs> yeah because i kind of have a feeling he doesn't really know what she i this seemed to me how i what how i took this story was um that's why i asked was she dealing with some kind of uh, not mental issues, but something that maybe tragically happened in the past and she's afraid to be alone because it seems like her mind was wandering all over the place to the, to some of these horrific things. Um, because in the beginning of the film, when Steve, uh, what the hell was his, his name in this? Uh, his name is Jack, but I mean, he, he's Steve, everyone. Um, so when he was going to work, he kind of he kind of mumbles her like, "All right, well, just uh, be safe and uh, don't get into anything bad." And she's like, oh, "Well, what else worse can happen?" And he goes, "All right, see." You. And he leaves. And then she kind of she's talking to herself. She narrates this whole thing, and she's like, um, "What she say? He thinks you're joking." So, like, I'm thinking that. Maybe she is dealing with with something, some kind of either traumatic event in her life, or or whatever. I know, but there is a, there is people out there that that struggle with these these type of stuff in 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 their head. I mean, not no not making fun of anything about it, but I mean, I I do have some friends 
that were like that when we were younger. I was, um, I mean, I, all the horror movies and everything I've watched since I was a really young little kid and being alone sometimes at home, and I still watch them when I'm alone. I still get spooked out now, and I'm 51 years old, and I uh, watch these movies. I mean, I was kind of freaking out with this, too, because my mind does wander. And right. like you like you said, man, being in, in, at work and being alone sometimes, of course your mind's going to wander. Me doing the night shift, uh, the overnight shift sometimes, I'm not completely alone because there are some uh, um, airplane cleaners walking around. I mean, I hey, what's up? That's about it. I don't sit around and hang out with them. But majority of the night, I am walking around doing my duties uh, by myself. And of course my mind wanders. And my mind, when my mind wanders... It's because of all these horror movies I watch and, and everything. Or you can just I mean, you can watch the news. I mean, the news is like a horror show um, with all the, of course, not all the news is bad, but with, with the crazy things that are going on in the world and the creepy crawlies uh, uh, of the night and everything. But yeah, man, my mind always wanders uh, to that about this stuff. But um, to put it to put it in a film like how they did with this. Because this young woman, when she's um, kind of just like, all right, I'm going to plan my night out. I'm going to paint my nails. I'm going to clean the studio. And I'm going to uh, drink, eat cereal. I mean, just to try to keep herself. Obviously, she keeps herself up all night. So she can, uh, I assume, sleep all day with her boyfriend before he goes back to work. But it seems today that this young woman is struggling and there's something that she's struggling with. And uh, the focal point of this story, other than what she's dealing with, is there's like a cabinet, like a uh, like a wardrobe looking type of thing. Two doors open. And she's got. Weird thing, like something bad is in there. This is like kind of like a ritual thing that she does every day, because like step one turn on all the lights. So she goes around and walks around and turns on pretty much every light in the house, turn on the TV and, uh, and she says, ignore that because she sees they, they show the, um, little cabinet or wardrobe or whatever it is. Cause there's some kind of banging on it. So she's like, all right, I'm, let me do my duty. And so she starts doing her thing, painting her nails and eating cereal and all that. But but then her mind starts to wander again because then she looks over and we, we they keep going back to that cabinet. And things start happening. She's thinking of uh, just weird scenarios of what 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 could be in there. Um, at first, I was thinking that Steve was up to no good <laughs> and he had something in there that she wasn't supposed to look at. But I, I was kind of, I was kind of trippy. I mean, with the, with the things that there's, there's multiple things. There isn't just one thing that's bugging her that she thinks that is in this cabinet. I mean, all everything that, that she thinks that comes out of it is, is horrific. I mean, there's one time where she's thinking about this is pretty small. Something small must be in there, and it opens, and there's a baby in there. And I was like, "Well, what, what, is, what does that mean?" And that there's a time when she opens it, and there's a snake in there, like a big giant boa constrictor or something. And then 
This one, this part creeped me out the most. And this is only a 12 minute movie, yeah, everyone. These like, they I thought they were like black balls or something coming out between the, the cracks of the two doors. And then they're actually hands. And then the door starts to open. And when they first show that, we really don't see what it is. And then we see it later, and it's this other character. Um, what's this gentleman's name again? Evan Miller. And he's the other gimp. Uh, if you guys remember what the gimp looked like in Pulp Fiction, I mean, he instead of the, he had leather. I guess it wasn't leather. It was more like shiny rubber or something and goggles. And, and I was like, what the hell is going on in this? I know it couldn't be too wild because it's only twelve minutes, but I was like, "Damn, what, well, what's going on?" And and it makes me think, like, either did, did is this just how she is, or did something happen to her? I mean, there was isn't really any kind of explanation, or maybe her mind just wanders and and it just wanders to the worst. What did you think? Yeah, I think you nailed it with there with that. Uh, statement uh it's yeah i think it's just uh the mind wandering really you know yeah because there's one part when she's like uh don't look over there and then we see all this blood pouring out of it and i was like what the fuck is that and she's i mean she narrates this whole thing and i'm watching this as i'm talking about it and right now here's the part when those shiny black fingers are opening the door and we don't really know who or what the hell this thing is. And she's standing there looking out uh, the window and then right behind her, we see this person standing there with a shiny outfit on and a gas mask. And she kind of turns to look and then it goes to another shot and she's standing there drinking a cup of coffee looking at the uh, the cabinet. So I was like, okay, this is this is all in her head. So I'm not really sure on what to think yet. But a- as she's going through the through this uh, scenario, she is thinking, well, maybe Steve is just getting tired of me. Maybe he's he's gonna leave me. Uh, he's got a really good job, a real job. I just have a photography job where I just take pictures of, of little babies. So she's kind of just, I mean, it, it could be that. It could be her just worrying about uh, her relationship situation. Is Steve going to leave me because I don't have a good job and I'm just making pennies with my photography or what? <laughs> and there was another thing, though. She had... um. Uh, some kind of prescription she was taking. I don't know. It might be something that she needs to to help her get through the day. And there there is people that that are like that. No, nothing negative against anyone. If you guys do take prescri- prescription drugs to help you uh, get through your life, I mean, I I take them when I need them. I don't take them all the time, but uh, I I totally understand her. But when she's again thinking about all this. This stuff on what's what could be in there and it's creepy and her mind's wandering. Uh, she takes her pills and she hears something and she turns around to the cabinet and she sees little red uh, footprints on the ground. So she follows them into her studio 
and there's this baby. It looks like I, I, I take it as blood. <laughs> this ba- the baby's alive. He's just sitting there. And he's sitting in a pool of blood. So she freaks out and starts to run. Uh, the, sna- the snake that she imagined earlier is crawling around on a light. And then she runs into uh, another room to start turning the lights on again. And she starts, she stops and pauses. And then behind her, here comes the gimp. He comes uh, creeping up behind her. Uh, well, she kind of stops and leans against the wall, and he like comes creeping uh, around the uh, the corner. Yeah, he's got a gas mask on. Uh, those old school ones. And then all of a sudden, she starts running, and the gimp goes chasing after her. She runs into the, a closet or something and shuts the door, and he's trying to break in there and pound in it, and she's she's holding the uh, the door shut, and he's just beating on the door. And she is just, she's just flipping out right now. So I was like, okay. Yeah, she was thinking of all these crazy things earlier. But then it seemed like it came into reality and then everything started happening. Like just the snake, the baby, Gimp chasing her. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't like snakes, but they don't. I mean, I, they can kill you, but <laughs> um, I, w- I think she could have got away from that one. And the baby, we don't really know what that, that that means, but he was okay. He was just sitting there. But when this person in a rubber suit and a gas mask comes chasing after you, I don't know, man. I'd be, I don't ever want to be in that situation <laughs> with somebody chasing me, but <laughs> I guarantee you. Um, I learned all my knowledge from horror movies. Everything you can grab and throw or swing is a weapon. And some people don't do that in these movies. They just run and act like there's no weapons around in the house. But so she's locked in this closet and the next guy's trying to break in. And she's like really starting to thin and finally gets in. And she just says, ah, she just she just loses it. Before uh, the game breaks in, she wrote something on her hand, and it said, fuck it. So basically, she was like, oh, hell yeah, all right. So when he breaks in, that's when she's like, fuck it, and ah, charges after him and grabs a lamp, and then just knocks him out on the bed. And then she goes walking into, uh, she's holding a lamp that's all beat up, and she sees the snake that's crawling around on the uh, piano, and then she just commences to just, smashing that thing to bits so she kills the snake i was kind of worried right here a minute all right you killed the gimp you killed the snake i was like what what is she gonna do is she gonna go in there and, and kill the baby but it, it ain't that kind of kind of movie so but that did weird me out for a minute because uh, obviously she was she was losing it all right this part i didn't get she, uh, I, obviously, we're in her mind. She walks. Uh, we don't even know what happens to the baby. They, after we saw it sitting there in a pool of blood, playing with blocks, we never see the baby again. So good. I, I didn't want her to kill it. But she's walking over to her window, and it's uh, like the mist. Uh, it's dark, but the, the mist outside is all bright and shiny and kind of glowing. And then we see these... It's like a tentacle. Kind of reminds me of like um, the mist. There was monsters and everything out there, but like Cthulhu or something. 
uh, was outside. Uh, the door opens up. Uh, all this fog comes in, then it gets really bright. And then that's kind of it, really. And then in walks Steve. Hey, babe. And she hugs him and how was your night? And she's all good. And she leans in. I miss you and gives him a kiss. This part was creepy, though. She starts to hug and kiss him. And then the gimp's hands come sliding up and starts hugging Steve as well. Then the camera pulls back and we see all three of them. Uh, the gimp and Steve got that girl in a sandwich. And then that's that's your movie. So, again, do you think it was all just in her head of, yeah, of just yeah. stress on what she was dealing with? Definitely. Yep, that's my take on it. Yeah, it was again, it was it was a cool it was a cool little story. The uh, production value and everything was awesome. They really did a lot in this film. I mean, to just basically just film it all in a in a uh, apartment. All right, I'm looking at the the notes on YouTube. And it says, let's do the time warp again. Every other, oh, that's something. Uh, one woman, simple three-step guide to surviving a night on her own. <sighs> how, how to be alone. Lucy doesn't like to be left alone. This becomes a problem when her husband, Jack, leaves, uh, Steve, leaves to work the graveyard shift at, at the hospital. Now, Lucy confronted with a 12 hours of solitude, Trapped alone in their apartment with her greatest fear, a particular kitchen cupboard that seems to contain all her nightmares. But Lucy will be okay. She's got a system. That's what's the worst that could happen. As basically the whole premise of the thing, I'm about to read it. Uh, as the night pr- progresses and darkness closes in, Lucy obviously fix, fixates on the cabinet, quickly slipping into bad habits as she struggles to ignore the horrors that seem to be calling her from inside the cupboard. Led by her extremely unreliable uh, narration, we follow Lucy down the rabbit hole to a place where the line, where the lines between fantasy and reality blur and the mundane becomes monstrous caught in a game of cat and mouse with her own anxiety. Lucy doggedly tries to maintain control until the very end when the when the Pandora's box finally cracks open and her world dissolves into a candy-colored freak show of fear and desire. Power and paranoia, babies and blood and massive snakes and worse. Ultimately, Lucy is forced to face the fact that the most terrifying thing lurking in her apartment is her own mind. Okay, I think that's what we said. And most find a way to combat her fear before she is consumed by it entirely. Set in an increasingly claustrophobic atmosphere of domestic dread, How to Be Alone explores themes of codependence, identity crisis, and pregnancy anxiety. Okay. Uh, We said that she could be dealing with some kind of personal issues, and this is explaining it all. Lucy's spiraling mind relentlessly asks questions none of us want to answer. Who are you when no one is watching? What are you capable of? What's really in that cupboard? All right, again, written by Kate Teffrey 
And whoever wrote this thing is, well, like the people that, that put this movie together, uh, Alter. Uh, definitely check out the Alter page. They have a ton and ton of uh, short horror films and just short films on there as well. That's why I always go to there and find. That's where I found this one. So it looks like that before I read all this, I did not read any of this before we, we recorded this. And we kind of came to the conclusion of what she was dealing with. Uh, again, it was all in her head because she was dealing with some issues in her life. So I, we cracked the code on that one. I mean, just just by watching this, I mean, even if I didn't read any of this, I was pretty sure that's uh, what was going on with uh, Lucy in this film. Overall, I thought it was a really awesome little film. Uh, definitely check it out. And I guess that's it. You got anything else to say on this? No, just that, uh, like I was saying, it was uh, definitely pretty good for what it was for one of these uh, short uh, YouTube-style films. Uh, definitely recommended. Yeah, it is only 12 minutes and 17 seconds long, so... Uh, it came out, well, I guess it came out, well, when did I say? Um, it says it was made in 2019, and it was released, I believe, this year. Uh, doesn't say anything on IMDb, but on YouTube, it was uh, July 6th of this year is is when they uploaded it so okay so they they released it this year so okay this is a 2022 film um but i think it was it was really awesome i loved what was going on I and mean, it's got a lot to say you got to read between the lines on what uh is going on with this young woman and like i said i mean it's people do deal with the, this type of stuff um if you feel like your anxiety or panic attacks and stuff like that, and you haven't spoke to anyone uh, or seen a doctor or anything, I mean, if you don't like going to doctors, it's always good to talk to somebody about this because you're you're not alone out there. So definitely, please, um, if it really really starts to affect your life, please please get help. This is not a uh, a laughing matter, and in 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 a way, it, it is horrific because it does scare you. Um, speaking from, from just true things that happened in my life, um, just the other night I had uh, borderline anxiety uh, attack, anxiousness, mainly just because of just some previous things that have been going on in my life. Um, but, uh, I had to call my wife and, uh, talk to her and just hearing her voice calms me down. Uh, shout out to my friend Michelle and, and my girl Sarah. Sometimes I would call them and just hearing their voices calms me down. Recording shows for you guys calms me down. And talking to my brother here, the Zisu, who has helped me out many, many times, uh, even before we started all this. Yeah. Uh, awesome. it's, it's always been good. It's always good to have someone to talk to. But again, this, this right. film is, this film is awesome and it does. It does have a meaning to it, so definitely uh, check it out. Um, us dis discussing, you actually I didn't really really think about any of this until we started talking about it. So, yeah, um, and that's actually kind of cool too, especially for the for the episode. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, again, it it is a, sh a short horror film, and this is a part of our thirty one days of horror. 
And like I said, dealing with some of these these type of issues, it's not a laughing matter. We're not making any kind of jokes about it. Um, but who knows? Like I said, if some of you listen to it, it might help you guys uh, of what we're saying. Or if you watch this film, it might help you uh, with what you're dealing with. I mean, so please, um, again, if you don't like seeing doctors, but you need to talk to a friend, talk to a family member. We've always said this during the show. If you need to talk to someone you don't know, you can give us a call. We'll talk to you and uh, hopefully we can help you out. But uh, with that, everyone, we're going to call it a night for this episode. Uh, we still got another half of half of a month to go <laughs> with all our 31 days uh, of horror. So we're sure. just about the halfway point right now. So definitely uh, we got more and more for you. Uh, we are coming. We're going to finish it. Uh, Halloween ends came out the other night, but we're going to finish that one. That's going to be our last uh, episode because last year we did Halloween yep. Kills. Yeah, we did. And then the year before we yep. did uh, the, the Halloween. <laughs> so right. Uh, the trilogy uh, ends. Uh, no, Evil Dice Tonight was last year's, but I don't remember. Halloween <laughs> ends. <laughs> Halloween ends this year. <laughs> so, but uh, if you haven't seen the film yet, definitely go see it in the theater. Uh, I saw it in the theater, and it is streaming on Peacock. So if you want to uh, see the movie before uh, we spoil it for you, because we're gonna, it's going to be spoiler heavy through that whole film. Uh, yep, it's probably the Zeus when I and Mike might come on. I'm not really sure, but uh, we'll see with that. But with that, everyone, uh, please be safe out there. Again, need to talk to someone, definitely reach out to us. And uh, we love you. Thank you for listening to everything we do here. Regular show as well. Shout out to everybody that's a part of the East Society, as well as you guys hearing our voice. You guys are the East Society. It's not just the two of us. It's all of us. That's right. So that's please right. be safe out there. We'll talk to you guys uh, tomorrow night. So until then, be safe and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, East Society. Don't